Please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. We have got to the last of the armor, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17, where the Apostle Paul says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the spoken word or rhema of God. Now, we looked at this word rhema here before. It refers to individual words or particular statements. So the Apostle Paul is therefore not talking here about general knowledge of Scripture, but emphasizing the precision that comes by knowledge and understanding of specific truths. Amen? We're going to go now to look for and have a look. This is where we left off last week. Look at an incident that took place there where Jesus used the sword of the Word to defeat the enemy. Amen? And if that is what He did, then we need to be doing the same thing. Can I get an amen on that one? Alright, so let's begin in Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned to the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Remember I told you again, we must be careful not to speed read past this part where it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? If you're going to take on a spirit, you need to be filled with God's Spirit. Are you all here? Amen? He went in there looking for the devil. He has caused so much trouble. Remember, God's idea for man is seen in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. After Genesis chapter 3, everything is messed up. So don't ever, ever think that we're meant to be in this place where we're, you know, struggling and, and, and everything is hard. And that was never God's plan for us. You want to see God's plan, see Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2, and then the end of Revelation. When everything is fixed. <laughs> okay? And isn't that interesting that God isn't happy? He wants to fix everything. He wants to bring everything back to the way it was. So if he thought this was a really good life for us and that we are meant to be struggling, well, why fix it? Why am I telling you this? Because we need to stand and fight. This is what all of Ephesians is all about. We are talking about spiritual armor so that we understand that this no longer should be the way it is. We need to do something about it and we have been given armor in order to do something about it. Amen? Amen. Alright. So... Notice he says here again, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. I told you once again that the devil never fights fair. (laughs) Jesus himself said, The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. John 10.10 But he said, I have come to give you life, and life more abundantly. He said, there's the line. Don't ever get mixed up, okay? Don't ever think bad things are coming from God. If it isn't life and life more abundantly, it ain't God. Do you hear me? We need to understand this. That's why James wrote in his epistle, look at chapter 1, verse 17. He says here, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, everything good and perfect is from God. There's no variation to that. There's no some good and some bad. Amen? He says every good and perfect gift comes from above. 
And if we don't know that, then we won't fight for the things that we're meant to fight for. Because we, we will keep thinking that God is doing this, or God is sending something you know, to test us, to try us. to you know, Because after all, He tempted Jesus in the wilderness. No, no, no. Understand something. That was a battle between two adversaries. Remember, I said that Jesus is God in the flesh. And the members of the Godhead never disagree. That's why he said to Philip, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Can I get amen on that? You're getting this? Okay. So, in seeing the way Jesus behaved, and the attitude that Jesus had, whoever was Jesus' enemy was God's enemy. Amen. And so, when Jesus went into the wilderness and was tempted by the devil, that was God against the devil. That wasn't God sending a man in there to be tempted by the devil. Let's see what he's made of. Amen. And you need to know this. Alright. Let's continue. And it says, You're being tempted 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Verse 3. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. There are two things we see here straight away. Number one, he will always question your identity. Are you really a child of God? I mean, you know, maybe it was just an emotional thing. You know, maybe it's all just in your head. Come on. Okay. (laughs) He'll just start playing games with you, man. Don't let him go there. You know what happened. Amen. Now, notice the second thing he does. So first he says, if you're the son of God, he says, command this stone to become bread. Now, is Jesus fasting? Can we get a yes on that one? Okay, thank you. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay, I should do that with my Bible college students. <laughs> Some of them are like, you know, cricket, cricket. Anyway, okay, they just wouldn't get it. Anyway, so, <laughs> never mind. He says, command this stone to become bread. What is he doing here? He is dictating what Jesus does. Jesus is fasting. Don't ever let the devil come and break your fast. Do you hear me? When you're fasting, you stop when God tells you to stop. Not when the devil comes and says, Ooh, cream bun, go for it. (laughs) Okay? And you go from being totally spiritual to totally carnal. And three days later, you're still eating. (laughs) Okay? Hey, you know what I'm saying. Okay? When you get hungry, sometimes you get hungry in your head, not just in your body. Don't ever let him play this game with you. You do things when God tells you to do it. When he asks you to do it, or if he says, oh, we'll prove it, and we're going to see what else he does. Let's just continue. Verse 4. But Jesus answered him saying, remember we're talking about the sword of the word, okay? Alright. Jesus answered him and said, it is written. He didn't say, now I think. (laughs) Okay? You see, there's a difference between what you think and it is written. What you think will change, it is written, will never change. These words don't change in here. You might change your mind, but this will never change. Do you understand? Do you see what's going on here? Remember I told you in the beginning was a word, word was with God, word was God, word became flesh. This is the living word using the written word. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Interesting, isn't it? He says, listen, it isn't natural food that we need. 
It is spiritual food. That needs to be what is of utmost importance in our lives. Amen? Now, let's get back to this. So he turns around. So this is how Jesus is using the sword. He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, verse 5. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I told you this before. This is a supernatural vision. Okay? (laughs) You all know about satellites and line of sight and everything. Okay, no matter how far up. This wasn't a very, very, very high spot. Okay? Because no matter how far up you go, we live on a ball. Well, it's a pumpkin, really. But anyway, okay, let's go with ball for the moment. Easier to manage. Okay? And so, there is something called line of sight. See, that's why it looks like the, the ocean just disappears. Alright? It actually does. It goes down the other side. It's just, you, know, you all know it's a sphere, right? Okay. okay. Isn't it funny how people know this stuff, they don't get this. So there's absolutely no way that Jesus could have been shown everything at once unless it was supernatural. What else did I tell you last week? There's night and day. Uh, duh. No. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Not every part of the world is in day right now. Half of the world is on the other side. So to be shown all the kingdoms, he would have seen both kingdoms in the light, and kingdoms that were lit up in darkness. Amen? Would have been an incredible sight, wouldn't it? When should you get this, yeah? Okay? Alright, so he says, so he shows him. He say, so he's taking him on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. This is why I think we get mixed up because it says a high mountain and we think really high mountain, okay? Alright. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Now, why did Jesus come? To take back what was stolen. Devil is saying, here, I'll give you a shortcut. I'll just give it to you. But you have to worship me. Can you see the flaw in that? As soon as he makes the devil his Lord, what would happen? He lies. He's a liar from the beginning. He gets your allegiance, holds you to it, but he won't hold himself to his word. That's a revelation you need to get one day. Alright, verse 8. Let's move on. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve. So he turns again. Notice, it is written. You can say anything you want to say, but it is written. That will never change. Amen? And he says, it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. Now, understand what's going on here. Who created the angels? Jesus Christ. It tells us, the Bible tells us, that all things were created by Him and for Him. What's that? Colossians 1.17? Something like that? Somewhere in there anyway. 16.17 in there. Alright? It says all things were created by Him, for Him. So here is a created being. Okay? Asking him to bow down and worship him. Not happening today. Okay? And that's, you need to see this answer in light of that. See, this wasn't just Jesus saying that we are to only worship God. Okay? But it was Jesus saying to his creation, You should be worshiping me. How dare you do this? Amen. 
Verse 9. Then he brought him to Jerusalem. Praise God we got here. Alright, this is where we left off. <laughs> then, he brought, then he brought him to Jerusalem. Set him on a high pinnacle of the temple. And said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written... Oh, here we go. See, what is the thing that Jesus always used against the devil? It is written. It is written. The devil goes, This guy actually knows the word. Okay, let's try and it is written on him. Because this is what the devil does. If you know the word of God, he won't come with something stupid. Here. Once he figures it out, he's a little dumb, he's a little slow. Okay, But once he figures it out, he'll go, Okay, this person lives on it is written. So let's throw him in it is written and see how it works. Except he'll always take scripture out of context. And use it for his advantage, never yours. Never yours. Okay. And so he turns around and says, Ooh, <laughs> it is written. Mm-hmm. I know some it is written too. <laughs> okay. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. At that point in time, it would have been so good if Jesus turned around and said, So, down. <laughs> Who was he talking to? An angel. <laughs> Amen. Watch now, he goes on and says, And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. Mm hmm. <laughs> Go on. Take a jump. Leap, dude. Leap. Okay? Now, before, I, before we give you the answer to this, I want you to see something here. Now, I know the, the different Gospels, these two are reversed. The second and the third are reversed. But I want you to see something here. I want you to notice the first thing he does question your identity, tempt you with something to eat. Okay, something in the flesh, something fleshly, alright? The second thing is, if you get past that, what are your dreams? What are you trying to get to? I got a shortcut. That doesn't work because he says, you are to worship God. He goes, oh, okay, worshiping God. Okay, alright, alright, alright. So he, then he says, oh listen, so if you're worshipping God, you know, you're worshipping God so much, aren't you? I mean, you spend so much time honoring God, worshipping Him, doing all this stuff. You know, He owes you. You're well within your rights to ask Him to bless you a little bit more over here, over there. What about give me something over here? Jump off a pinnacle, you know, you, you shouldn't die. Do you see the progression? And Jesus answered and said to him, Now, here it says, it has been said, but in the uh, NIV version, which I like better, in Matthew's account, it is recorded this way, which is more accurate. Jesus turns around and says, it is also written. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. See, it's a temptation when you start, when you allow the devil to direct your demands before God. You ask God what is in His will for your life. And then believe and receive those things. And don't ever think He's going to hold anything back from you. Can I give you a little hint? He'll always give you more than you can manage. Because he expects to be involved in that. Whatever he gives you, he'll say, I'll be there. I'll give you the wisdom to manage that. 
So don't ever think if you're going to ask God something, oh dear Jesus, you know, he's going to give me something so small and so insignificant because, you know, I'm meant to be suffering for Jesus or something. I don't know, somewhere in the Bible it says that, I think. And then this guy called Job, 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 whatever, he didn't have a job. Anyway, so, you know, that that dude had a really hard time, so that's where I'm at. So I don't want to ask because, you know, dear God, who knows what I'll get. (laughs) Don't think that way. Forget Job, go to James. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You ask God. That's why Jesus says, ask whatever you want in my name. He said, and the Father will give this to you. Your joy will be made full. Amen? Because you know why God wants your joy to be full? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you're sad and depressed, it's weakness. And we are meant to be the light of the world. Amen? For our lights to shine, we need joy. Amen. Alright. And so it says in verse 13, Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. In other words, he goes, well, this ain't working. And you know what he does? Because he couldn't attack him directly, all the attacks that are going to come after that is going to be from Sadducees and Pharisees, and you broke the Sabbath, and he never, ever did. I know some preachers have actually said, oh, he broke the Sabbath, but he's the Lord of the Sabbath, because that's what he says that. He says, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. But he never broke it. Oh, pastor, do you believe in the Sabbath? I believe you need to take some rest, but I don't believe in the Sabbath itself. But the principle, yes. Do you understand? Okay, because we're meant to take time out to worship God. All right? But not make a religion out of it. Amen. Amen, okay. And just, for anybody here that doesn't know about the Sabbath, can I just give you the two-minute version? Okay, the two-second version. Okay? They used to keep saying to Jesus, you're breaking the Sabbath. He never broke the Sabbath, He broke their Sabbath. Because they had got to a place where they were ridiculous in what they were saying. God said the Sabbath was a day for Him to fellowship with man, and for man to be kind to man. And the religious leaders took that and turned it and said, you can't do it. See, the one thing the Sabbath said you shouldn't do is make money on that day. Work to make money. Do you understand? Okay, paid work. Do you all get this? You can work, but don't get paid for it that day. That that day is meant to be a day that you give. Are are you all with me? That was what it was all, that's all it was about. And so these religious leaders started making some crazy laws with it and said, oh, if you carry your bed, that's working. See, they missed the part where the guy needs to get paid. And it needs to be part of his job. And so whatever Jesus did wasn't ever breaking the Sabbath. Again, the reason I'm telling you this is because sometimes you listen to people preach and you think, oh, read the Bible, read it. Read a commentary or two. Might help. Anyway, alright? So you need to understand, that was never the case. So Jesus never broke the law, ever. He couldn't because He was the law. But He did break religion. So be careful that we don't become religious. Amen? Arkent Hughes says, May the lesson not be wasted. If Christ, the divine man, in battling Satan while here on earth, did so with the sword of the word, how much more do we need to wield that same sword if we are to be victorious? Amen? Amen. David Watson says, Remember it was by the repeated sword thrusts of God's word that Jesus overcame his adversary in the wilderness. 
And remember again that these repeated throat thrusts weren't passages of Scripture. Jesus didn't say to the devil, Sit down, let me read you the Torah. <laughs> okay? That doesn't work, man. Every time something came against him, he replied it specifically. Amen? And I said this to you before, and I'm going to repeat this again. Whenever the devil attacks you with something, as specific as he is, you be that specific back. If he says, you're never going to make it, don't say, no, no, the Bible says I'm a child of God, I'll make it. Don't do that. You turn around and you say, I will make it. Because I am His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. I'm a good worker, you're a bad one. Get out of here. This is how you use the sword. I really wanted to get to the place where I taught you how to actually start building an armory on the inside of you. Okay, we'll do that next week. Here's a few things you need to know, okay? The way that we start to build an armory on the inside of us. First of all, listen to God's word. Read it. Study it. Why study? Sometimes people just read the Bible. You need to study it because sometimes you can misinterpret what it's saying. Okay? So you need to spend time and allow God. Not, don't just speed read through it. Sometimes it's better. Remember again, it's not passages of scripture that get you through the battle. It's revealed words. Okay? Your swords are verses of scripture. Things that are powerful in you. That you've had a revelation over. Alright? So you need to let the Holy Spirit talk to you. That leads to meditation. See, a lot of times people read stuff, they'll study it, then they'll forget it. You need to go to the next step. You need to look at it and look at it. And let God, the more you look at something, the more will be revealed to you. Okay? So, listen to it. Read it. This is in Proverbs, by the way. Okay? 2 Timothy 2.15, study it. Okay? Meditate on it. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. We'll look at all of this. Okay? And then, how do you make the sword permanent? You memorize it. Oh, I can't memorize. Can I tell you this? This is a living word. You'll remember it. You'll be surprised how things will just come up in your spirit. And you'll just know the whole verse. And you think, I didn't memorize that? Yeah. That's the miracle of the word. We'll look at it long enough. It becomes a part, not just of your mind, but of your heart. Okay, so we're going to look at all of this next time. All right, let's stop there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we just thank you, Father, for all the things that we have learned today. Father, I thank you that we understand that if Jesus needed the word of God, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Spirit, and he needed that word, in all our battles, we need both to be filled with the Spirit and filled with the word. That's where our victory is. And we just thank you, Lord, that you help us with all of our battles, that you reveal your word to us. You can only do that while we take time out to spend in your word and do what the Bible says. That's why we understand, Lord, it says that it's not just the hearer, but the doer that is blessed. We thank you that as we begin to step out in this, that signs will follow. And we give you all the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.